0: Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo. Uh, I am. Uh, w- we are sadly um, missing one one person in our in our group tonight. So let's pour one out, fellas, for Pete, who has been done in by lack of internet tonight. Mm. <laughs> Pete, we love you. We hope you get your internet back soon. We <laughs> want to hear you again. Unless Chewy's holding you hostage, and then you know yeah. the demands are simple
1: distinct possibility
0: yes uh chris kurt how are you guys doing
2: i'm doing well i feel like it's been a while since we recorded one of these i've read like three things in the in in the meantime a (laughs) a shocking a shocking record for me
0: (laughs) there you go well you know uh here at podside i do try to try to keep people reading god knows that there's plenty of people that don't
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um So anyway, uh, we are back at it, folks. We are returning to our reading of the Claw of the Conciliator chapters 16 through 20 or XVI through (laughs) double X. And uh, so in this case, let me really quickly. I'm going to do a real quick uh, recap previously on Claw. (laughs) Um, So up until this point, we had. what was it? Uh, basically, we had Severian and Jonas on the road. Um, they um, they met Cycla again. Well done, uh, Jonas uh, uh, you know, and and Severian are invited to do to participate in a uh, communion of sorts uh, with Vodalus and his uh, merry band of men. Uh, and and one woman, uh, Thea is there, who is half sister to Thecla, and Thecla's laid out, ready to go. Um, and uh, so they they eat a bit of Thecla. Severian feels uh, because they have been using the analeptic alzabo mm-hmm. uh, potion uh, feels as he consumes Thecla feels her sort of meld with him uh, so there is thekla's personality now contained within severian as well as severian himself and um, you know later on on uh, as they're being uh, told by votalists that they have a special mission uh to go to the house absolute and seek out i believe it was somebody that would tell them that the um i forget the exact phrase but part of it was mentioning the pelagic argosy um and so uh on the road they meet a guard an ulta an ulan who is then um basically killed by these noctuals which are like bat like looking almost like pieces of fluttering deep deep black paper uh which are seem to be just sort of like suck heat from people um uh, Severian re reincarnates. No, he resurrects. <laughs> <laughs> you are now a chipmunk. Um, <laughs> no, that's a and spell. Uh, he, he apparently resurrects the Ulan. Um, and Jonas after basically, uh, you know, like, uh, saying that he couldn't do it. He's like, ah, he wasn't dead anyway. <laughs> so he becomes like a doubting, a doubting Jonas, if you will. Um, and uh they then stumble uh onto the crowns of the house absolute uh followed by uh chris you'll remember the living statues Mm -hmm. yes um and uh then uh as they're being sort of like uh weirded out by the living statues that sort of keep pace with them um they 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 neglect to find out that the predator guys are around the the praetorians are wearing like a predator style armor which is just uh, so near <laughs> clear that it reflects the uh surroundings so well that if they stand still you can hardly see them mm-hmm. um and then they're thrown into uh, what they call the antechamber, <laughs>
2: but which uh, we call the exposition jail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is where all exposition is punished and sent to die. Uh, well, I mean, uh, we do find out that the, apart from that, we also find out that an extra piece of exposition that all the all the people that are um, you know sort of imprisoned to give exposition, you know, they weren't the first ones. So, like their great great grandparents might have been the ones to be tasked with you will give exposition when a young man gets thrown in here (laughs) Uh, but seriously uh in 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 the uh while they're in the antechamber they start realizing that a lot of the people that are there now um they're either prisoners for life or as I was joking around, their parents, or their parents' parents, or their parents' parents' parents. parents. Yeah, you know, like th- I think that uh, there were a couple of instances where they mentioned that uh, uh, there had been seven generations, and is like, wait, hold on. This other person person told me there was seven generations from them, and is like, oh wow, they've been there for a long time, haven't they? Yeah. Um. Uh,
2: and don't don't forget, there's the amusingly named Nicorette who, uh, who, who uh, says, claims that she is there by choice to, um, to, to minister to the imprisoned, although it seems unclear.
0: Well, and, and let's also not forget that, if I'm not mistaken, Thekla rises up in Severian to basically give him a memory of Nicorette um, much, much younger. And therefore, he's able to say that he can recognize her. Hmm. 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 Anyway, so, um, so, uh, uh, oh, and one of the things that, uh, sort of sets up this chapter that we start out with today is that, uh, there was an altercation and Jonas gets sort of like, uh, um, I, I, Jonas is I, going I, through it, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there were, there were some, uh, I forget if it was the Praetor- Praetorians or some, some other, um, some other uh, guards came up and basically lit him up. And, and oh
2: no, so it's not it's not guards at all. Um, it's explained uh, in I think the third of the chapters that we read. Oh, okay, so um, we you don't find this out until Severian sleeps and he he has a dream that trans as Thecla that transitions into experiencing the room as as uh, Thecla mm-hmm. and Thec- the 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 mind Thecla. Um, Gets nervous and goes, when the exaltants come down to basically beat up the prisoners for fun mm. with the electric whips, mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll see me and leave me alone because they know me. So it seems like it's basically like a like a fun pastime
1: for mm, go, yes. the
2: exaltants to come down and, and just whip the shit out of the prisoners for no
1: reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, Jonas is definitely in a bad state. Um,
2: he's down bad, but in a different way than <laughs> yes. before. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah, I he mean, gets,
0: he's, he, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, he, he
2: gets he gets zapped, and only later do we find out the full ramifications of the zapping.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah, in this same chapter, in Jonas's chapter, um, basically, uh, he, Jonas is saying that... Uh, I feel as if I were waking up, Jonas said. I think I said yesterday that I was afraid to go mad. I think perhaps I'm going sane. Mad <laughs> is as bad or worse. He'd been sitting on the canvas pad where we, we had slept. Now he slumped against the wall, just as I have since seen, uh, since seen a corpse sit with its back to a tree. I used to read aboard ship. Once I read a history, I don't suppose you know anything about it. So many killiads have elapsed here. So, I mean, also, we get, we get the sense that, oh, well, Jonas isn't, like, Jonas has been dropping hints for the last couple of chapters that he's way older than he appears to be.
2: And we find out, of course, that he's, uh, he, in, he's not just old, he's, like, different. He's not a cyborg. He's a manborg. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Basically.
0: <laughs> well that that that's exactly why um when we get to the the this chapter and the next or not not the next uh, the the one after that it it makes me wonder if he didn't take the analeptic El Zabo.
2: Oh, yeah. And oh yeah, so that's a good point. Maybe it's it's like his flesh like reasserting itself uh revolting uh, against the machine. Wow. It's oh, really cool. It's it's yeah. th- this whole thing like I feel like mentally throughout this book I've had a little um a little gauge called a sci-fi meter uh in my head <laughs> going back and forth between fantasy and sci-fi and this chapter it it uh it uh it went all the way to the right, like <laughs> the uh radiation detectors in uh the the Chernobyl Uh, (laughs) miniseries and they're like it's 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 uh it's fine it it only reads foundation foundation is as high (laughs) as it
1: goes (laughs) well it's interesting because like as as the science fiction trappings increase i also feel like it's getting more gothic as well
2: oh totally yeah totally this whole sequence um reminded me a lot of the stray light run uh in uh, mm. noromancer when when um case Armitage is just dead. like yeah yeah when they're just like running around through like a weird old spooky mansion on a space <laughs> station <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh so good man i uh yeah yeah you, you're you're not wrong i, I don't want to get sidetracked and think about like the 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 cool ass scenes that happen in the stray light run <laughs>
2: i i'll just say i didn't understand that sequence of the book until i read it while i was
0: fucking high
2: as hell and then i was like oh i get it now yeah i'm vibing with this now
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so uh again let me let me uh perhaps this is the second time i think that this uh comes up but this is where we get a slight um A slight hint as to what I had mentioned in our previous uh, episode, you know, with the the, the previous chapters where I was mentioning that I wondered if the building like the 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 antechamber and the the sort of structures of the house absolute that are underground here were actually just build old buildings that had been sort of just buried underground, you know, just with time Mm and uh i i do have to say i i smiled and chuckled to myself because yes uh remember that they have drop ceilings yes yeah, i loved that <laughs> that was and, great and and <laughs> and let's not forget the little pastry cart with the coffee oh that was <laughs> yeah. funny as shit the and the, oh um, my god i i laughed so hard it was like jesus christ this is like 30 rock Yes. was preserved underground you know <laughs> what are those things called the big silver uh, goddammit um shit are you talking about the uh, samovars
2: samovar thank you yes uh, yeah. yeah yeah the big samovar yeah yeah it's <laughs> It's a it's a site it's a space prison that serves continental breakfast. <laughs> well, well, a couple of little Danishes, some eggs. You can
1: get you an know, omelet. Wait, wait, Waking up in a Holiday Inn can sometimes feel like that.
0: <laughs> I'm not well, the I'm autark.
1: Not, I'm, not, I'm not. Yeah, thank you.
0: <laughs> but I did
1: I did
2: sleep in a Holiday Inn Express last night.
0: <laughs> so uh, God, that that made me chuckle to myself because it's so dry and so it's just put there and there's no like yeah. wolf is great at that he'll just drop it in there and it's it's like the most mid-century feeling suddenly in this few far future yeah. book is like oh wait well, yeah. are we on the set of mad men all of a sudden what <laughs> the well, fuck I, happened it, it's played
1: so deadpan too that like you mm-hmm. kind of like don't quite Uh, I I know it takes me a couple beats to be like, oh wait, that's like utterly utterly bizarre, (laughs) like, um, and uh, it also made me really want a pastry, but
2: (laughs) that that too. Uh, But there was another moment like that later on where, um, Severian is like, I need to find where the performers wait. And uh a a friendly face from the past means, oh, you mean the green room? Uh, yes, as yes, it is called yes, and then it yes, love to love be love like it. a like a gothic garden. <laughs> the, the green room.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I have to that. I didn't admit even make that, that, that connection. <laughs> that was like I was like sitting there going like, man. Can I Wolf can is I say just something? fucking with us now? Um
2: so so I okay, when I did uh, drama in uh, junior high. Um, the room that we used for a green room was literally green. Mm. And for a long time, I thought that it was called the green room because the room was, was painted green. And I didn't realize <laughs> it was like a general, like theatrical term. When I say, a, you know, a long time, I mean like three or four years. I don't mean <laughs> I don't mean like <laughs> last week I found it out. <laughs> but I was definitely, uh, I, I was confused, much like Severian is constantly by, by this.
0: <laughs> Amazing. All right anyway so um anyway, so uh yeah, so severian um then sits down because he doesn't he doesn't seem to know what else to do, plus he he has sort of had the um the the <coughs> sort of um i don't wanna say like possession, but it's almost like that i I did really like. The way it it works out because it 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 sounds like he's he's sort of um, uh, like almost hypnotizing himself. No, hmm. oh, no, no, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, that's next chapter. Oh, this chapter, you cheater you, cheater! you
2: cheater! You oh. cheater! You read ahead. You you had a no, pre sentiment no, no, no. of our future.
0: <laughs> yes, I did. I mean, the next chapter after the tale of the student and his son.
2: uh, Oh, oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Oh, No no, you mean uh, mean mean, the novella, the the tale of the student and his son. Yeah. uh, Which you had us read for some reason in the middle of this episode. I don't really understand.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so yeah. Yeah. So so he sits down because he doesn't know what else to do. And is like, well, you know, I used to read Thecla from the little brown book. So Mm -hmm. and that made her feel better for a while and sort of set her mind at ease. So might as well talk to Jonas about this. Mm -hmm. And uh, so do we want to I mean, I I, it's hard to summarize um, exactly everything that's in this story.
1: Can I just ask the general question? Do you guys enjoy when something like this happens when there's like a a text within the text? I love it. I started cackling when I saw okay. it. When, I, when I when it was like it was like uh, what was
2: it chapter chapter eighteen uh, the story and then it's like part one. And I was like, what? <laughs> I love I, I, so so Chris. I like it when it's well done. Um, well, okay. this was really I, I thought this was really well written, mm-hmm. and so and it was like. I could see how it how it fit in with the story, both stylistically and thematically, and so I was really excited. However, uh, in a lot of cases, I really dislike it because in that case, there, there's definitely times where it can just be like a bunch of like nonsense uh, mm-hmm. faffery, and it's like, well, I was I was invested in. It, it, there's times when it reminds me of. When I'm really into one character, like one point of view character, and there's another point of view character <laughs> that I don't care about, and the book mm-hmm. switches to the one I
1: don't like, and I'm like, "No,
2: yeah, no, not yes. more of this asshole."
1: Yeah, I oh. I, I think my general dis- distaste comes from uh 1984 because there's that like whole like middle section that's like the manifesto, I believe, right? Um, or am I confusing that with something? But I, I, I and it just kind of just goes on and on and on without like adding much to the story, I, I would say. Um, but yeah, but this one was like, like I said, well, well-written. So it was worth the, worth the, worth the read.
2: I, so I, I mean, to really quickly summarize, uh, there is a city of magicians by the sea, and there is a student there who has refused the call to decide whether he becomes a magician or whether he is banished. Uh, he spends he wastes some time, and then finds out that every year, or he 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 remembers that every year, the uh the the most beautiful women in the city, or the both beautiful daughters in the city, are sent away to some kind of tyrant,
0: an um, ogre, an ogre,
2: the- yes. Uh, and so the student summons a dream man. Um, out into being, and the dream man becomes mad about the fate of the daughters and so raises a fleet to go and rescue them from the ogre. There's a bi- there, there's a, a series of, of clever battles where they befriend some uh, some some people on this faraway shore. They have this massive uh, naval battle with the ogre. Uh, who who's uh, like part, part kind of like like a castle wading through the water, uh, and then they rescue the daughters. They have a bunch of other adventures, and they return back home with their sails blackened by having burnt tar uh, to dis- to to inveigle the ogre. Uh, the student believes that the black sails are the returning ships. Of the ogre, he thinks his dream son is dead, and he throws himself off the cliff. The end. And it's basically the story of uh, Theseus and the Minotaur, but as you read it, it also kind of sounds like a uh, rebellion against a a, stellar empire of some kind which Mm -hmm. is what I originally thought it was before I got to the part about Athens, and I was like, son of a bitch! They tricked me!
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that that reveal comes at the end when uh, the the there's been a little girl in the antechamber who's kind of been like slinking around, and after after the story is, uh, Severian finishes reading it. She said, "Well, that story must have been very old." And uh, Jonas kind of just absentmindedly said, "Yeah." When he returned, or oh, I I know why he killed them, or because Severian wasn't sure why the the student killed himself, and Jonas said, "I I know," because uh, when he returned to Athens Athens, he he thought his uh, the black sails were supposed to indicate that the his son was dead, um, but that but that was the, the the like the big reveal where Joseph, uh, Jonas kind of just absentmindedly reveals exactly how old he is. Mm. Yeah,
2: you, yeah. Y- you know you know who Jonas uh, in this sequence uh, a- and the one that follows reminds me of is that that super long lived android character from um, Isaac Asimov whose name escapes me now. Also, the, I see I Pete has joined us. Daniel
3: Ovala? Yes. That's it.
2: Yes.
0: Well, yes. he, or or is that the bicentennial man?
2: No, no. Uh, Pete got it. it it's it's okay. it's a super. It, it's that that like super long lived, uh, android who shows up in a, a couple different stories by Asimov, I believe.
3: Asimov mm. has trouble letting go of characters. Yes.
0: considering how sort of um shallow he writes them it's sort of weird
2: (laughs) i was gonna say he apparently has trouble uh letting go of women in elevators also unfortunately since he is a renowned creep
0: shots fired was well i mean uh uh, if i can uh piggyback off of that there was often a um sort of a uh, a group of women at cons that would immediately sort of uh, take newcomers, new women, you know, younger women that were visiting for the first time, and take them aside and be like, "Yeah, you got to understand these few things." Yeah, uh, it's fucked up.
3: <sighs> okay, anyway. I just had a a chewy event.
0: Uh oh. Uh.
3: Well, I sat down. Both dogs hopped up on the couch to sit as close to me as possible. One of them has vomited and now they're cleaning it up. And I don't think I've ever been more revolted in my well, that's life. That's so awful of them. I don't know why that would bother you. It's so awful.
0: <laughs> I mean, so just, yeah, just don't look at it, I suppose. <laughs> accept it except the help for what it is pete.
2: i mean pete it's a huge compliment they they liked it so much they're eating it twice <laughs> oh,
3: yes. uh, it, you know that that's how you compliment the chef in portugal that's <laughs> what-
0: <laughs> oh no okay thanks pete you've got us canceled in portugal now.
3: Okay, well, yeah well I, I i apologize to both listeners <laughs> sorry mario I,
0: so um i i was gonna point out kurt um maybe maybe you're not the right person to ask this because uh, because of the way you've you've mentioned how you uh sort of keep uh your mind in sort of like a a suspended this was state This is different.
2: This was different. This okay. this, this, were, were this you, took me out you, of it and I was I was analyzing it as I was Okay, reading.
0: cool, cool, cool. So uh so uh, this is the type of thing that um even when I was reading it for the first time, there's certain things that that pop up, and it's like little glimmers of other stories that you recognize, mm-hmm. like 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 seeing a face in the crowd, and you're like, "Hey, I think I know that person," mm-hmm. <laughs> or, and, but but or, you're not sure.
2: <laughs> so so the one that jumped out at me is the description of the battle sounds very much like like the monitor versus the Merrimack. Uh, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I also I also
0: think that that is a a Wolfian super buried pun. Because it's who, who does Theseus fight? Is it the Minotaur or the Monitor?
2: Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Jesus. God damn it!
3: <laughs> there was another
2: pun. Damn! There was another pun like that. That it's it. I'm I'm totally blanking on. Um, but there was something else that was along those lines too. Um, yeah. I really uh, liked. Um, I don't remember if this is part of the Theseus, uh, myth. I don't think it is. But I, I was puzzling about about why the map, um, w- why the map was was inside the the ogre's finger. Of, because
0: it's a what's a fingerprint, but a right, but a labyrinth. Exactly,
2: it looks like a labyrinth. Yeah, yeah. But but it's funny because they describe it as being like all these these like metal, these like tangled metal wires. Mm. um are, are is what you'll find in there so i when i was reading this before i got to the reveal at the end from jonas um i thought that this was going to turn out to be the story of how the the autarchs had at some point rebelled against um what whatever the the kind of spacefaring race is mm. that oppresses them um because it very much sounds like a, it, it it sounds like a space battle at various points, especially how there's, you know, the 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 enemy has one giant cannon and and they have to use some kind of weird like it could almost be like a technological trick to to fight it and there's a and it when I when when, when they said Athens I was like oh okay that explains all of that but on a stylistic level I do have to wonder if that's still. At some – this would be absurd for any author other than Gene Wolfe, but I have to wonder if it's trying to give an impression of, like – you know, tangled diplomatic relations and and mm. wars waged across great distances. In in
1: some sense, well, it, it could my my uh, you know after talking about it now, it could my impression is that it could be both right it, because you know this is so far in the future that all these stories you know accumulate details from. You know civilizations, civilizations that come later. So it's just kind of like this amalgam story of uh, you know that's just ac- accumulated all these different uh, meanings and, mm-hmm. and things uh, through through the millennia. The beginning well, I mean, of this story also
2: sounds very Ursula K. Le Guin to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, was, yeah, was, I could see that. I was struck by.
0: But- so I was going to mention Chris to your to your point. Um, and to your earlier point about like the the sort of the the the, the gothic feeling of this, mm-hmm. um, this is a story that you can I, you know, Wolf has constructed in such a way that you can actually see you know sort of glimmers if you if you only sink your shovel and turn your spade slightly you can tell that the polychrome is actually made from (laughs) glass the glass of other of other times you know Mm. and this is like that type of thing because there's also um uh speaking of uh because they they call the 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 girls uh the, basically the most beautiful uh daughters of the magicians are then called the corn maidens and you're like "hmm what does that may, remind me of and then uh when the uh when the sun uh arrives there he makes uh he makes sort of like friends with the daughter of the ogre and uh like basically. One of the original corn maidens and, uh, the, the ogre had a daughter and she is, she's the one, but then she gives off like really, um, It feels very much like uh, *Pocahontas* story vibes. Hmm.
2: Well, that is in the original um, *Theseus* myth. I I believe that Theseus is aided uh, by the daughter of King Minos. I agree Mm -hmm. with you, though. um, That Mm -hmm. that it definitely does kind of feel. It definitely also feels like like a colonization narrative at times. It's very. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in this little. Novella
0: <laughs> Yeah, I I, uh, so so uh it's Noctua it. of the knight and the daughter too of him who you have come to slay. And so the son says, Then we cannot be friends, Noctua, but let us not be enemies. For though he did not know why, being of the stuff of dreams he was drawn to her, and she whose eyes were held starlight to him. Bum, bum, bum.
2: That also, uh, there was there were parts of this that took on a very um, silmarillion esque quality, and that sequence was was one mm-hmm. of them. That really reminds me of that, yeah. some of the description of of like you know the the elves interacting with uh, the men, like you know at the beginning of like the the whole. Uh, the whole escapade of the Silmarils. I, I don't know. There's there's so much going on here. It's—I described it in Discord as it, it feels like it feels like Gene Wolf was in the middle of 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 doing a bunch of like skate tricks on ramps and stuff. And he was like, you know what? I'm just gonna do a uh, I'm I'm gonna do like like, like a really nice kickflip just just right in the middle of the floor for no reason, just to show you that that I can do that.
0: <laughs> I will I will say, um, Kurt. Now that you mention the Star Battle. Um, The map being uh, basically the underside of the the Ogre's fingerprint. Uh, Once again, worlds uh, come into play here. And what is the galaxy but one big world? Mm -hmm. Mm. So I do think that, that, that there is a connection there. I don't know how much of a connection Wolf meant us to find there, but it's there.
3: You guys are doing something that I think is accurate and real. But it, it's also, I feel like it's at the precipice of something dangerous, which is exegesis. Um, am I making sense? I feel like I'm babbling. But
0: um, Exegesis is a word, Pete, that I've looked up on many occasions. And, <laughs> yeah. <and> the definition <laughs> slips out of my brain. What I, so please, uh, do, do, do tell.
3: Exegesis is basically the process of literary archaeology. Um, it's, 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 it's done like I most know it from the Bible where you take like the book of Job and you say, okay, historically who wrote what here? Like that kind of stuff. Uh, and I mean, I think it's a good instinct to do on this because I think, I think, uh, Gene Wolfe rewards it, but I also, I always get a little nervous when we go that way because like, I'm liking this story because it's a fucking banger, you know? Mm hmm. And yeah. and I don't I don't want to lose sight of that. So I guess I'm not really telling you to stop. I'm just expressing my own uh, personal anxieties in paragraph form.
1: Well, I, well, I, I think that's important. I, I think I, you're right, Pete, though. I, th- I think it's important to take a step back from like a heavy critical lens to just be like, man, this story rocks.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I, and, and to be clear, um, I think that that approach is something that. We're doing only because the story is there, much like Kurt mentioned, because Gene Wolfe wanted to show off a little bit and say, oh, you think you think I'm good at storytelling? Check this shit out.
2: (laughs) So I would also say, Pete, uh, in defense of exegesis, um, I, I am not a fan of entirely. Uh, post, uh, death of the author criticism. I, I, I push back a little bit against a fully postmodern, uh, you know, live only within the text and, and what it means to you, um, lens, which, which I think, hell yeah, this kicks ass and that's the end of it is you know is is one one dimension of. And I think it's an important dimension. but I actually think that that literary archaeology is important because in part it's not just the process of unpacking, I would say I would say it's less important that it's the that it's the process of unpacking what the author's intent was and in this case it is the process of unpacking why we felt the way we felt about it because what yeah. we're ultimately describing is what we're ultimately seeking to describe is not what Jean Wolf was thinking about we can we, we can kind of speculate be like oh well, it seems like that um he he, he my, my understanding is he was always very evasive about you know what his goals and, and inspirations were in specific references. What we're unpacking is, is what we saw in it and what the impression that that made on it is. And in that sense, I, I I think that in some respects, that kind of, that kind of unpacking can actually get you closer to your own engagement with the text and why we thought it kicked so much ass.
3: Okay, sure, sure. I guess like when you start doing this sort of excavation, which ultimately I can't say my God, somebody needs to help me. This guy can say uh, exegesis, but not excavation. Yes. Well, I mean, when, when you're trying to dig up and look for these patterns and you find that acceptable fashion, like you find authors beginning to flatten themselves to fit that style and political outlet. One which leads to the indirect repression of more challenging stories not being picked up as easily as in the case of Carlo Yeager Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is such a weird.
2: Man, that wow. is that that is going to be the deepest uh subtweet um that has ever been <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, the I, deepest I, podcast honestly, really I was subtweet. like what? Um, what
1: in the fuck is going on? I was like, did, did Pete prepare a, like a speech for this?
2: Uh, yeah, that was that was very nice. You were transitioning into your day job there, I think, Pete. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you, you know what though? In all seriousness, though, you're right. Um, and there is a difference between between what is going on in this chapter, which is filled with literary references, and what is going on in a book uh, like, say, Ready Ready Player One. Or, um, the, the, the kaiju, uh, preservation society. Sure. The, the goal <laughs> of that is for the audience to get the reference and go, I got the reference. I am in the same cultural milieu as the author. I, I in some way feel a connection to this text and the interests it is depicting and the interest it is putting forward. I don't actually, especially I'm not actually very fond of, of a lot of Greek myths. I don't really have much of an emotional connection to them. Um, so on the one hand, it bothers me when Ready Player One goes on a whole for, for, uh, you know, a while about the Ninja Turtles. It doesn't bother me when Gene Wolfe, you know, includes a bunch of, uh, you know, ancient Greek myth references because, the goal is not for me to get the reference. The goal is for it to bounce around in your brain and make certain synapses fire. And it doesn't matter if I get the reference, uh, even if I, even if you don't get the references in this, you can tell that it's the shape of something familiar, and that's what mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. And and to your point, I think you're exactly correct that a lot of authors ultimately flatten themselves to. Uh, to make sure that the reference lands and they miss the, the the fact that the point is not for the reference to land it's for the emotion to land it's for mm. the art to land
3: well you what you end up with is chris farleyisms it's like yes. you remember when this happened wasn't that cool wasn't yes. that cool and it's like if 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 subtext is text like why are we reading <laughs> I I don't know I but yeah I mean I this is a weird conversation and that's unfortunate because I definitely started the ball rolling but I I think we're largely in alignment here <laughs> uh,
2: I I have to say when you mentioned Chris Farley uh, all I could think about was was like a uh, a. A uh, Severian version of the motivational speaker. <laughs> You're gonna find yourself living in a tower down by the River Gial.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how many doors uh, did did each floor of that tower have? We find out in the next chapter. <laughs> Seventeen, in fact. I, I so so uh, I I'd, I'd already referred referred to this uh, previously, but I I do want to i do want to read a little bit of this because um it, it i i i I will repeat that it feels like severian is almost hypnotizing himself and i mean he is trying to right he's he's trying to get himself to sleep because he's like in a weird uh agitated state that he's just sort of like drifting but not ever connecting to sleep mm-hmm. um let me, let me, uh, I do want to uh, point out the funny line here. Again, wolf, just dry, deadpan humor. Um, uh, lying down again, I surrendered myself to my irritation at being unable to sleep. I thought of the herd driven through saltus and counted them from memory. 137. Then there were the soldiers who come singing up from guile. The innkeeper asked me how many there were, and I had guessed at a figure. But I'd never counted them until now. He might or might not have been a spy. Quick on his feet, that Severian. <laughs> um, so then we 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 keep on uh, basically getting weird details. Uh, the last little um, bit before uh, Thecla rises up through his consciousness is three hundred and ninety steps from the ground to our dormitory. How many more to the room where the guns throbbed at the top of the tower? One, two, three, four, five, six guns. One, two, three levels of cells to use in the oubliette. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wings on each level. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen 12, 13, 14, 15, cells in each wing. One, two, three bars of the little window of my cell's door. And then there's where Fekla Seck- rises up. Um, Which is uh, a, a weird, because I, I did mention that it's almost like a possession, uh, and we get sort of like a confirmation of that, that he, that apparently Severian was even walking and sort of taking on sort of the gestures and the mannerisms of Thecla, because the little girl that uh, you'd mentioned earlier, Chris, mm-hmm. basically says that, um, uh, says, please, a voice said, said beside me, a voice beside me said, Where did the lady go? It was the child again, the little girl with the dark hair and the staring eyes. I asked her if she had seen a woman. She took my hand in her own tiny one. Yes, a tall lady. And I'm scared. There's a horrible thing in the dark. Did it find her? You're not afraid of horrible things, remember? You laughed at the green face. This is different. A black thing that snuffles in the dark. There was real terror in her voice, and the hand that held mine shook. What did the lady look like? I don't know. I could only see her because she, she was darker than the shadows, but I could tell she was a lady by the way she walked. When I came to see who it was, there was oh, nobody shit. here but you.
2: Damn, I didn't even catch that. I thought she had, like, second sight of some kind, but you're right. Darker than the shadows is just Severian's uh, fullogen cloak
0: hmm <laughs> So he's, so like he's like just like, like swinging like his life. hips back and forth. <laughs> he's sashaying <laughs>
2: he's, now I'm just imagining him like talking to himself out loud in like a Catherine Hepburn voice.
0: <laughs> 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 oh my God.
2: Um I really liked this is the this is this is the the smallest uh, sensible chuckle that that I got in this whole sequence, but um uh when uh when the the mind thecla describes severian as uh her boy lover
1: <laughs> yes i <laughs> uh,
2: emoji i yeah, yeah. emoji i emoji <laughs> <laughs> all right it is cool how how that that mechanism um of the mind thecla uh it kind of like backfills some um scenes that weren't essential before but now are kind of like interesting um mm-hmm. and it's 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 a nice payoff of and I'm sorry Pete I'm doing it again uh it, it's a nice payoff of the way that wolf intentionally denies you exposition early on and creates this tension of much like much like the best horror stories where it's like you 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 get a you get a glimpse of the monster's shadow in the first 5 minutes but you don't see the monster until much later and now and and in the same way wolf gives us the the glimpse of the shadow of who thecla is but we we don't really get to find out until there's a version of her inside of Uh, Severian's head and we're getting little snippets of the way that she experienced things, the way that she saw him, because we don't really uh, we we don't really ever get a good idea of like, why did Thecla like him at all? Like, we don't really experience her as a character until until now. When we she we get hear her talking about like his kind of like craggy face and and you know t- the the like the affection that she feels for him and she's she's trying to kindle this like sense of of uh, freedom in in him and kind of like all, you know simultaneously failing and it's 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 like it's both touching and it's a nice um, narrative payoff of stuff that like. I've wanted to know for so long that I forgot that I wanted to know it. And then I get a little taste and I'm like, oh, yes, that's it. That's it. That's right. I was wondering about this on, you know, page f- 45 of an entire book ago.
0: <laughs>
3: so uh, you remember earlier how I said, like, uh, I, I was suspicious of exegesis. Um, I I did some research into St. Thecla. <laughs> busted yeah and it doesn't make any sense Mm. to me guys because (laughs) because i mean thecla was like one of saint paul's early converts and she was about to get married and she was like wow what this guy says really makes sense i'm breaking off my engagement and i'm gonna stay a virgin for the next 72 years and that's what she did Hmm. and it just doesn't seem to fit (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, um I mean it, it, it is it is a very catholic reference. Um <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there is there is the sense though of the way that Thecla kind of well, I guess she doesn't really betray the 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 autarch's confidence her sister does. But I guess there's still that sense of, of you know, being in some way paired with someone or about to be paired and and going over in some sense to, you know, another movement um, is the, the, the best that I can come up with. But what I think is probably more likely is just that, uh, you know, Wolf, much like George Lucas, had a big book of cool names, uh, mm-hmm. although I will say that Thecla is a fair bit cooler than uh, – d- dexter jetster and count dooku
0: (laughs) (laughs) that name is dookie yeah um yeah i i also uh wanted to point out i'd mentioned it before pete but this is also very a very wolf uh tendency thecla the claw Mm hmm huh
3: wow I mean,
0: <laughs> I had to have it pointed out to me because honestly, I, I, I'd i been saying it and then suddenly you, you just pause, you have that tiny pause in between and you're going, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I don't know if that's actually it, but it feels very Wolfian, you know? Yeah. Um, like that deadpanning of wordplay and a pun that also is just, it's there. It's just a character or a description.
2: Speaking of the claw, um, I like how uh Severian goes in the in the span of about three chapters from hiding it away like the most precious thing in the world to waving it around like a flashlight and, and doing <laughs> like surgery on on Jonas in the middle of of a crowded room.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep yep <clears throat> it was interesting that uh at one point when he pulls it out though it doesn't quite glow right um yeah i i i didn't i'm not sure if there's any significance to that but I th-
2: well so the only uh, th- this this happened once before um when he was in the kind of like undercroft of that subterranean city it glowed in response. Severian thinks to the presence of I forget what. Uh, having read Pump Six, I'm just thinking of them as uh, trogs now.
0: Um, <laughs> the man apes. The man yeah, apes. Yeah, the
2: man apes. Um, that's right. Yeah, that's right. she probably just calls them man apes. <laughs> <laughs> just straight up. <laughs> the uh, I love the it. Uh, the. The trog aficionado versus the man-ape enjoyer.
0: Um,
2: but uh, uh, he, he mentions that that uh, he tries to keep using the claw after the man-apes have departed, and it doesn't do anything anymore. That it was glowing because of them. And I don't quite know what that means, but it's, it's not the first time that the claw hasn't worked in response to Severian's desires at the moment and i don't know what that means exactly apart You've from it's to convenient have for the story yeah
0: <laughs> just you know insert the line from uh <laughs> from fright night
2: <laughs> oh I, I was thinking uh of uh insert the line from uh was that george Michael's song,
0: <laughs> 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 as, as done by fred durst <clears throat> oh no yes. that's bad um anyway Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't really sort of dug into what exactly, you know, I I just sort of file it under artifact level thing that, you know, sort of does what it wants when it wants and works when it wants, which generally means works when Gene Wolfe wants it to work (laughs) as part of the part of the plot or not, you know, uh, I, I hate to break it down that that cynically, but in general, uh, I do think that the, it's sort of just. I'm sure Gene had some some specific ideas as to what the reasoning was between you know when it worked and when it didn't, but it's it's honestly it's a mystery to me. Um, but then we uh, we. They use the claw to actually get out to, like, find a secret door um, and find a this was uh, like they, they descend uh, out of the antechamber and um, they start going down these steps. And it says uh, we descended perhaps 100 steps where we reached a door painted with a crimson teratoid sign that appeared to me to be a glyph from some tongue beyond the shores of Earth. At that moment, I heard a tread upon the stair. There was neither knob nor latch, but I threw myself against the door, and after an initial resistance, it flew open. Jonas followed me. It shut behind us so quickly that it seemed to have made a great noise, though there was none. So, uh, I, uh, I looked up Teratoid and I initially thought that it was triangular <laughs> it's monster no, it's monster Monstrous. shaped yeah yes yeah
2: uh, uh, like a uh, teratoma those those weird uh tumors with like hair yes. and teeth in them is, is a reference to that
0: though what i immediately came to my mind is is this an old sort of uh not the radiation but the biohazard or or one of the oh weird-
2: wow i didn't even think about that yeah not a place of honor Big cool. Yeah. Severian looking at that. This is not a place of honor diagram and going, wow, cool spice. (laughs) Yeah, that. So this whole sequence reminded me of something that was one of my favorite sci fi conceits from the lowest of low culture. Um, and it's from an x-wing novel <laughs> mm. it's from uh it's from a novel called the Kratos uh trap and it it takes place like after the 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 rebellion has basically replaced the Empire as like the legitimate government oh um, I know where you're going with this yeah yeah and um what they discover is that uh a there there's this, there's this this hidden imperial prison that they use for like um kind of creating like Manchurian candidate uh type secret agents from from captured prisoners, um, and what they discover is that one it's it's a star destroyer, two it's been buried beneath the surface of Coruscant, and three it's been buried upside down. Um, and they have, they have upside down gravity in the prison so that people, the the prisoners, when they try to escape, will go up thinking that they're escaping, but they're actually going deeper into the earth that to escape the prison, you have to go down because you're upside down. And it Hmm. reminded me of that, even though that's not actually what, what, what happens here. Um, (laughs) but there's a real, there's a, there's actually a really similar sequence in that book where um the w- one of the protagonists is is escaping through uh through like the bottom of the star destroyer and he discovers that it it lets out into an old and forgotten museum uh like hundreds of levels beneath the surface of Coruscant with with like like ancient like old republic artifacts Um, and it's, it was such like a funny, like high culture, low culture thing of like, Oh, this reminds me of one of the earliest sci-fi books that I loved. And also among the corniest, (laughs) (laughs) those books are fun though. Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, so they, they jump in and, uh, suddenly Jonas sort of comes to and realizes he knows where he is. Um, and when Severian asks him, it's like on earth, um, But then uh, there's this great passage here. I I love it. And uh, Kurt, I think you had already uh, sort of made reference to it, but I love this. Um, Cervian says, It was then that I knew. We have all watched someone who has lost one hand, as he had, and replaced it with a hook or some other artificial contrivance, perform some task that involves both his real hand and the artificial one. So it was with Jonas when I watched him pull back the panels but the prosthetic hand was the hand of flesh. When I understood that, I, understand, I understood what he had said much earlier, that in the wreck of his ship, his face had been destroyed. I said, the eyes. They could not replace your eyes. Is that right? And so they gave you that face. Was he killed too? He looked about at me in a way that told me that he had forgotten I was present. He was on the ground, he said we killed him by accident coming in i needed his eyes and larynx and i took some other parts
2: <laughs> oh shit uh I, right around then there's there's another piece of um info a little piece of t- uh, at least a, a little tidbit of backstory that Jonas drops which i thought was so cool which is basically like their ship was returning to earth but in the time that they had been away earth had had regressed far enough that like the the star docks were gone. Yeah the the and port
0: the port that they had been expecting exactly was, no longer, was there. no
2: longer there, and so that's that's how they crashed. And so he's he's basically it's so cool because he's not a visitor from the future; he's a visitor from the past. Mm, um, yes, yeah. which is really cool. It, it it actually reminds me a bit of um, it's a very like like uh, Michael Moorcock uh, twist. He has a few books um, that that use like a mechanism like that, where there there was a more advanced. Uh, past and somebody arrives in a messed up future or also just kind of like a time traveler thing kind of and so he, he's yeah, been trapped true. there basically looking for a way to 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 get back to space and and fix his his disgusting flesh body <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: right right so i mean and then so that's that's the thing they you know like the the panels that uh i referred to um they're described in a way that's like oh yeah they're they're be- bejeweled and whatnot and it's like yeah that's a bunch of buttons like plastic buttons and stuff like that and you're like wait are these the mirrors because they 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 sort of form up in a circular shape mm-hmm. uh and you start thinking wait are these father nears mirrors uh if if so then jonas found them and knows how to operate them and uh Th- then there's this other line right at the end of the chapter. It says, how foolish to call them mirrors. They are the mirrors as the enveloping firmament is to a child's balloon. They reflect light indeed, but that, I think, is no part of their true function. They reflect reality, the metaphysical susten- uh, substance that underlies the material world. And so basically, Jonas closes the circle, moves to its center, and gets beamed up. <laughs>
1: yes.
2: <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I love it. It's so good. But I was sad
2: because now this is this is Severian. He could be full of shit, but he says earlier, uh, you know, this was among the last things that Jonas ever said to me. And so I'm I'm and so I at the time I'm like, oh, he's going to die. But no, he 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 beamed himself back to, up to the mothership. Um, but this, of course, the implication is that he's not coming back. Um, mm-hmm. although on, 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 on the other hand, uh, again, this being Severian, he might just be like, actually, he's back. Boom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it at the time. So I was just telling you what, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah. So then, um, Severian now alone again, uh, is trying to find his way back to, um, to, to somehow make his way back to where he had seen Baldanders, Talos, and uh, Dorcas, and Jolenta. Um, uh, I forget the word that he's a uh, Th- Thician? Thaetius? I forget. Yeah. I, I uh, yeah. In any case, uh, he, he... But before he does that, he needs to obviously recover Terminus Est which was taken from him by the guards before they threw him into the antechamber. So he spends some time uh, doing that. Um, He, he, he sort of uh, is mistaken for like a, a seer or somebody of the court by some functionary who then unlocks this closet. And he's like, Oh wait, you know, after he doesn't find anything in there, except a bunch of like, it, it, it feels again, so mid century, because it feels to me like uh, Wolf is describing basically a coat check that has been repurposed, yeah. <laughs> to just basically put everything that they strip from the, the prisoners in there. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, you know, later on, uh, you know, basically, uh, he takes off and gives him directions to you know, to the guardhouse, and he's like, Ser- Serene's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go to the guardhouse. They know I'm I'm not supposed to be. I'm yeah. not one of them. So, wait a minute. These are these are uh you know, th- this whole place has symmetry, so there is another closet on the other side. And there's he, he finds Terminus they' you know, like sort of like just jammed against the door jam, uh, because the the other place was just full of dust and spiders and <laughs> and crap. And he's like he he reasons he's like Sherlock Holmes himself, and he's going like, well, if I were a guard, I wouldn't want to stick my head into that nasty mess. So what would I do? I would just jam my hand in there, just put it the, the closest I can I can put it, and out of sight. And sh- sure enough, there's Terminus Est. <laughs> Yeah.
2: I also like how he finds uh, what's that guy's name, Buzek or something. Yes, Buzak, uh, yeah, hiding, the, and, he, the... and he's like, "Well, I better not give him up because I, I want to ask if he's seen my cool sword."
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Severian uh, maybe a torturer, but he's no snitch apparently. <laughs> uh so oh, so this is the part where I, I my my brain did like origami and tried to bend in on itself. Because we get pictures, the last chapter of our sequence, mm-hmm. where Severian seems to be coming. A, 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 see, this is the thing. Is Severian simply obscuring or not aware that he's just simply coming to the same place that he first came to from a different direction and therefore doesn't recognize it? So I think, or is this I think a, different it's a series place? of
2: teleporters. That's what I thought it was. Because mm. um because he goes through the he, it's it it is confusing though because he he goes through a picture and then he's like, oh the room is all distorted, it's not really like a full-sized room. But then uh the 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 like brothel keeper uh is there Um, and he talks about how you know he's been sending his his workers essentially to this this big like uh uh gala, which applies actual transportation. And then Severian is like, okay, but how did my sword get here? How did it know that 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 I had a sword? And the the brothel keeper says, uh, well, it's it's too complicated to understand. But there's a series of like metal filaments that can detect their kin, basically like other types of metal. Uh and and then it just works and so my impression was that it is it is both a picture and a teleporter was no the, no so
0: so i i my basic understanding of that is that he's describing a metal like basically like a metal detector at the entrance of something
1: <laughs> that's funny that makes sense yeah um and, yeah and I don't know if we've said it, but, um, Car- he, uh, Severin, uh, comes across Severian. I keep calling him Severin. Severian comes across the, the picture cleaner that he met in the Citadel. Master,
0: and- Master Rudisand.
1: Yes. So your question, Carlo is, is Severian actually back in the Citadel and he just doesn't know it.
0: Right. Yeah. That- well, that I means yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Because like, uh, even, uh, like, uh, Severian, like, tells him, uh, yeah, so, so Master Rudison basically, uh, says, Oh, yeah, I, I know, I, I recognize you. And, you know, so Severian, like, says, Yeah, yeah, the, the, the the night on the barren waste field, you know, the, the wasteland, blah, blah. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, the, the moon landing. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and so basically, uh, Master Rudison says, he nodded, and his anger seemed to melt away. Gripping the sides of the ladder, he began, to, he began to descend, his sponge still in his hand. Exactly, exactly the one. Want me to show it to you? It came out It come out very nice. We're not in the same place, Master Rudison. That was in the Citadel. This is the House Absolute. The old man ignored that.
1: Yeah, and then when he talks to the, the House uh, a um guy that the, the house of your yeah house yeah the, the jesus uh,
0: Androgyne.
1: <laughs> yes and, and uh but he he kind of says the same kind of thing like well isn't that a different place than here or something along those lines and the guy kind of just like mm, yeah sure sure <laughs> like very real noncommittal <laughs> like
0: well i think uh when he uh takes him to when master rutson takes him to the uh to the the portrait down the the narrow hallway mm mm-hmm. Right, where it's the, the portrait or the, the painting of, it's like an impressionist painting of like a a, a, a garden or whatever, right? And he, he's like, yeah, yeah, you, he, he has to sort of take a step back and he doesn't realize that he stepped into what he took for a painting behind him on on the opposite wall. And it's actually just like a, a trick, like a, a trick room. Mm-hmm it's like a secret room in there. And that's where it sort of like, uh, he, he realizes that the, the door, like the door, he doesn't even notice that the door is closed behind, like in front of him, actually. Um, and I think there's a mention here. Hold on. Yeah. So this is the thing I, uh, uh when he's talking to the androgyne, um, he says, uh, "Right after your 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 thing, Kurt, about the uh, the the metal strands," um, he says, uh, "Oh no, all these things." He paused, and a hundred more like them make up what we call the second house. Mm-hmm. They are the work of Father Nier, who was called by the first Autarch to create a secret palace within the walls of the House Absolute. You or I, my son would no doubt have built a mere su- suite of concealed rooms. He contrived that the hidden house should be everywhere coextensive with the public one. Mm-hmm. So basically there's an entire, like there's a Disney tunnels, hmm. but the Disney tunnels are in between the walls of every ride and every, <laughs> it's not, it's not underground necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh It just simply exists in different places that you would not normally look when you're visiting Disney world. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Do do you know what
1: this reminded me of uh the uh, the the phantom of the opera um mm, i can the, see that the the novel because um well they they the novel goes into uh, the Phantom, uh, his history before coming to the to the Opera House is that he builds a palace for somebody in the Middle East and who requests all these different like se- uh, secret passageways and hidden doors and stuff like that. Um, and then he uses, of course, uses that knowledge for the op the Paris Opera House. But um, this very much like uh, Father Anery kind of seems like a Phantom figure in in that sense. Then of like uh, building all these secret you know optical illusion doors and things like that
0: yeah 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 i can see that
1: well especially because like, like like we said before it's leaning into starting to lean into this gothic stuff of Severian, like creeping around this like weird weird house
0: yeah yeah so uh before uh he takes his leave um he he does ask the uh androgyne uh then you can show me where the garden is I sensed at once that he had been caught off guard, possibly for the first time in many years. There is pain in his eyes, and his left hand moved, though only slightly, toward the vial at his throat. Uh, Brief side note, the vial is a phallic-shaped vial that he has dangling from his throat. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've heard of that, he said, even supposing that I knew the way. Why should I reveal it to you? Many will seek to flee by that road if the Pelagic Ars- Argosy sights land. Bum, bum, bum. This is the catchphrase that Votel told Severian to watch for.
2: Oh, uh, I forgot about that. I just got excited about, what's a Pelagic Argosy? Uh, a, pl- pelagic is, is uh, the the main, the main z- zone of the ocean. So maybe it's going to be a, gi- uh, a giant woman coming out of the ocean. Like we, like we learned about in the dream,
0: but, but no, well, you I guess know, this is a boring catchphrase. does, does dream of large women often. He does. He does at that. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's, that's the, the, our slate of chapters. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know, the, the, these actually uh, are possibly the the first chapters in this book that feel very much like one after the, the other, very chronologically spaced. Rather than sort of like, well, there might be some rough edges around that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I loved this sequence of chapters. It was really cool and exciting. Um, I was really rushing to finish it because I wasn't expecting a, a novella as the second chapter in the sequence <laughs> uh, but it it was a delight to read and um it was interesting i i i will say that on a stylistic level i i appreciated getting to read the little uh, story of the student and and his uh, small son don't ever talk to me and my son again <laughs>
0: um
2: that's what he said to the ogre uh be, because it's a very um it's a very different uh, style of prose than we've gotten thus far in this book and so it's it was like getting a little bit of a different glimpse of uh gene wolf the author and some of the devices uh in his toolbox
0: yeah stretching stretching his uh his muscles out you know a little mm-hmm. bit
2: and uh, I, I see that uh, Pete had to leave and reconnect because um, he thought that we were just all rudely talking over him. But 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 actually, we just couldn't hear him, um, which, which would be my own personal hell, I have yes. to say. Be like, my friends don't care about me. They, just, they will just talk over me and ignore me. Oh, These no. assholes. Oh, no. <laughs>
3: that would be my,
2: my own particular uh, torture to which I, I would be uh in, <laughs> to which the guild of torturers would uh, uh subject <laughs> just, me
0: <laughs> just just uh, uh, master gallows just like mouthing like louder and and holding his what? <laughs> what's that I he had I, so, he something
2: interesting to say kurt hey uh, I, 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 I i was can't just hear telling he says um Pete, i was just re- uh recounting that um thinking that all my friends were talking over me when actually they just couldn't hear me would be my own personal hell uh so your your emotional fortitude is admirable.
3: Well, it's actually I was thinking about this and like in in a sense I am the least prepared for this particular episode because of internet issues. However, in another sense, I am the most prepared in that I am approaching it like Severian where I am filled with confidence and don't know shit. <laughs>
0: that's the that's the spirit, Pete. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah I think that that's uh I, I I don't think that we will have a better uh better caper this uh, this episode today honestly. <laughs> honestly so unless there's any f- final thoughts uh dirty limericks uh weird novellas regarding ogres that um spans several different uh the storytelling styles uh that should be it
3: right yeah except you know I'll see you guys in uh, 31 to 32 days that is well, true
0: you're talking about like in person yes yes indeed yes all right yeah it's yes. worth
3: uh, it's
2: it's worth mentioning I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep talking about this uh, until we get to the episodes that will be coming out after it and then I'll start v- vaguely uh, alluding to an event that may be in the future or the past much like Severian um, but uh, July 16th Saturday Philadelphia at uh downtown F- philadelphia at a place called rec philly there is going to be the second anniversary party for blood knife we have a uh the first live performance by the synthwave band uh coming all the way from new york city swimwear um and uh i can i can now say that we're actually going to be recording uh the show um and mm. it may actually be released as a uh as a live album at some point hopefully they don't get mad at me for, cool. uh, for uh, teasing that um, it's going to be super cool. There's going to be a bunch of weird internet people there, uh, live <laughs> music, free drinks and food. You should come out if you enjoy blood knife or if honestly, if you enjoy this podcast, cause uh, we're all going to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. Won't you?
0: Yes. <laughs> Join that us. Is the plan. Join mm-hmm. us. Yes. One of us. Um, so yeah. Uh, July 16th city of brotherly love knives fest wait no it's knife just the one knife right okay knife they're thinking
3: knives chow
0: (laughs) knives fest it's 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 the 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 rival (laughs) the (laughs) rival magazine they're running another party across the street (laughs) anyway uh yeah so so be there or um yeah or you know be 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 not there i suppose all right. I do want to thank everyone for reading uh, and listening in. And Pete, uh, we we always, always want to make sure that you are able to speak and for us to hear you. I wanted to make sure that you understood that. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for listening in. We'll catch you next time here at Podside.